Welcome to the Teaching Tax Flow Podcast, where the goal is to empower and educate you to legally and ethically minimize taxes paid over your lifetime. Welcome, everybody, to Teaching Tax Flow, the podcast. Uh, This is our first episode, believe it or not. Um, The time has come for us to record this and start just rolling out all the info and tax knowledge from Chris's mind to the world. Um, Again, this is our first one we've done. Obviously, we've done the intro one where Chris gave us a little background on teaching tax flow, or TTF as we refer to. Um, But for this episode, we're going to dive right in. So so really, instead of delaying the inevitable in a very positive way, um, this episode, we're going to look at tax-free growth. So if that didn't get your attention, I'm not exactly sure what will. Um, But without further ado, as I like to say, let's actually hop on the horn here with Chris Picuro. Again, CPA, MBA, and every other acronym. I can't really think of them. Well, most importantly, co-host of the TTF podcast with Johnny T. There we go. There we go. That is the the most important one. Now we just need to think of an acronym for that one specifically. Mm. But before we get too creative with it, let's... uh, Let's talk about this. So tax-free growth, very intriguing topic for this. I'm sure a lot of us have an idea maybe what it means, probably don't know everything. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go even further than that. I guarantee that not everybody knows exactly what that means. So let's, let's jump into it, Chris. Let's talk about the difference between tax-deferred versus tax-free. I, I assume there's a big difference, right? There is a huge difference. And first of all, thanks everyone for listening. We are big advocates here at TTF of, of, of creating tax-free income and growth within your, within your personal financial picture. And a lot of us are, are instilled, instilled in a lot of us rather is tax deferral, tax deferral, which means that you're taking some type of action and you're, you're moving funds into some type of um, strategy or investment to get an immediate tax deduction. But that money grows tax deferred, and at some point you have to take the money out. The most common example of this strategy is a 401k plan, uh, a traditional IRA. So with the 401k, Chris, let me let me stop for one second. So would that be would that be a good analogy to say you're basically kicking the can down the road? You are kicking the can down the road, and with the 401k plan, what's happening is you're putting money into an investment. That, and you're getting an immediate tax deduction. Now, the value of that tax deduction really depends on your marginal tax rate. Your marginal tax rate, as far as teaching tax flow is concerned, is the most important number in your planning. So your marginal tax rate is that tax benefit, immediate tax benefit by putting the money into a tax-deferred investment. What happens then is that money grows tax deferred, like I said. So if you put in $100 into a 401k plan and that money grows to $1,000 one day, you would have saved, and let's say you're in a 20% marginal tax rate, you would have saved $20 immediately. But that, um, let's say that $100 turns into $1,000. If you're in a 25% marginal tax rate in the future and you take the $1,000 out, you're taxed on that entire $1,000 at whatever the your marginal tax rate is in the future. And one of the things we're going to talk about in a lot of podcasts are crystal ball broke. So we don't know what tax rates are going to be in the future. We believe they're going to be higher. Um, so basically making those assumptions, right? Tax, tax rates are going to be increased. The likelihood of an individual, say from age, we'll say 18 or 20, you're going to be in a higher income bracket when it comes time to retire. 
likely. Exactly. And you're paying tax on all that tax-deferred income. Now, we're not saying that tax deferral is a bad strategy. Podcast listeners, you're going to learn about our processes, um, the processes that we're going to now bring to the public. And that process is diagnose, prescribe. So the first thing you need to do is diagnose your tax situation and then prescribe strategies. But today we're talking about tax-free growth, which is very different than tax deferred. So with tax, like I said, tax deferred for the right, for the right um, tax uh, situation, if you're in an extremely high marginal tax rate, so you're in our system, a red, high red diagnosis, it might make sense, but diagnose and prescribe. The good thing about tax, tax-free income is no matter what your TTF, what, your, what we call your prescription is, what your situation is, what your marginal tax rate is, it makes a lot of sense. And with tax-free income and growth, what's happening is the money that you're putting into some type of tax strategy, in general, you're not going to receive an immediate tax deduction day one, but the, the income would be uh, shielded from tax and if there's income, the growth and then the distribution of those assets in the future would be free from, from tax. Mm-hmm. So tax-free, so, so you're giving up, you're sacrificing that initial tax benefit for a long-term tax benefit. So we've been looking at that too. So, so I know we hit a couple examples of that. So where maybe is it better for people to look at you know, a 401k at, at some point in their life and then, then converting it out or starting with one or the other? Or where, where's a good example of where it may be best for somebody to look at, say, a, a 401? And not diving into too many details, sure. but just looking well, at it from a high level here. Well, a 401k, one of, the, one of our laws of, of teaching tax flow, one of our three laws is that uh, taxing agencies are, are your involuntary business partner. So the tax laws are, are written, written to encourage and discourage certain financial and social behavior. One of the one of the advantages of the tax code is the four hundred one k plan. Um, it's just think about the four hundred one k as a tool. Just how that tool is used depends, and, and you want to make sure that that tool is used properly. So I know you you're a guy that walks around that says, uh, what, "What's that one shirt that everyone comments on it, that uh, you like romantic walks in the?" Yes, yeah, the, the I. I I enjoy romantic walks in the hardware store. Correct. <laughs> so I'm not a handy guy. John is. Um, but So bear with my analogy, but you're not going to take a sledgehammer to, to put in a nail. And I see a lot of people using a tax-deferred 401k plan as just a, an example of something that's not very appropriate. So when we're talking about tax-free income, in our opinion, as, when I say our TTFs, and, and, uh, especially in mine, Everyone could benefit from tax-free income and growth. Now, in our ecosystem, that's considered a gold diagnosis. Uh, gold is is the best diagnosis. That's why we we colored it gold. And um, with it, so one of the strategies within tax-free growth would be a Roth contribution, and that it could be a Roth IRA, it could be a Roth 401k. Now, unfortunately, there are restrictions on being able to contribute to a Roth IRA if your income meet goes over a threshold. Mm-hmm. And that's where if, if you own a business, it might make sense. Or actually, if anyone, even if you're, if you're a W-2 person somewhere, you, there are no income restrictions when it comes to contributing to the Roth component of your 401k. So that's really where I'm glad you brought that up. We really teach on blended strategies. So that red diagnosis and that, and that gold. So your employer has to, if you're using the 401k, if there's an employer match, 
that has to go in pre-tax where your portion can go in post-tax. So what I see a lot is I love that people, uh, especially younger people, are putting money into retirement. But if you're in a 12% marginal tax bracket on the federal side, you're really not getting a big advantage by putting money in tax deferred. So that's why, where the gold strategy, tax-free income and growth, works best. And, but actually, the higher your marginal tax rate, the better the gold strategies work. So a Roth 401k or Roth IRA contribution, those are just two examples of gold strategies, tax-free income and growth. Because if you're in a high marginal tax rate now, you're probably going to be in a high marginal tax rate in the future. And what people don't understand is that you know, Social Security, uh, when you start pulling that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's going to be most likely taxable. And, and for most people that have retirement income tax at 80, 85% of Social Security benefits taxable, your Medicare premiums, Will, will be higher if you have more income. So there's a lot of need-based things in retirement that, that create a high marginal tax rate than you would think. Mm-hmm. So having that, having that money growing, growing tax-deferred, or rather tax-free, um, is very powerful. And for younger people in a low marginal tax bracket, it, it's, it's huge. When we run the numbers on someone that's gonna have their money going, growing tax-free for 40, 50 years, it's, it's mind-blowing how much that that can become. But again, really Roth, Roth, Roth 401ks, Roth IRAs, those are just examples of a gold strategy. There are several different gold strategies that work based on someone's situation. Absolutely. And I, and I know the strategies and, and blended strategies and the diagnoses. So that's a lot of the stuff I know we have on the books. We won't, we won't give away too many hints or, or who's going to be on the show with us to run through them. Um, but one line that, that I know you mention all the time, and it really gets people thinking, um, I wouldn't say not too deep. They, they think pretty deep on it. You know, as, as you mentioned, you know, the IRS is your involuntary business partner, whether you like it or not. And, and honestly, that agree, or that, that saying there really applies to businesses and individuals in a sense too. So it's, tell, tell us a little bit more about that. I know, I know you, you dove into it a little bit, but there, there's a lot of depth to that, right? Yeah, absolutely. That means that, like I said, uh, tax law, they could be on the federal level, state level, or local level, is written to encourage or discourage certain behavior. So that's part of teaching tax flow, is really diving into what the laws are in legally and ethically reducing the tax you pay in your lifetime. So mm-hmm. for instance, um, you as an employee, let's talk about employees. Uh, we're, we're, we're gonna talk a lot about business owners and, and rental property owners, but employees, they're encouraged to put money away pre-tax for health insurance and, for, and encouraged by 401k plans to put money into retirement or simple IRAs, there's other, other type of plans. It's just, unfortunately, they're trained to put money in the 401k, not potentially a Roth 401k. So those are some of the things. For instance, um, it's encouraged for us to be homeowners because we get to deduct expenses that are personal in nature, mortgage interest and property taxes. So those are really personal expenses. Now, depending on if you itemize your deductions or take the standard deduction, um, but, but by those being really tax deductible expenses, that is saying we encourage you to own a home. Right, right. And that, and two with individuals, I mean, we've all seen it, pretty much all of us have seen those ads and those, you know, the, the diagrams that show, you know, compounding interest. If you put $25 a week from age, you know, X very young and it grows out, but very little do they ever talk about when it comes time to, to pull from that. Right. So it's, it's a couple dollars, a couple dollars a month or a couple dollars a day or a week when you're very young, you know, it's millions and millions at the end, but 
you know, again, they, they kind of hit it very, very high level. And it seems like that's more directed towards 401s. Exactly. And so another example of a gold strategy would be 529 plan contributions, which is the educational savings plans. A lot of states have those. There, there's different variations. But from a federal level, there's no tax deduction for those contributions. By, by It could be parents, grandparents, you know, or the rich uncle. Uh, but unfortunately... <laughs> We're we still waiting those, on that right? call, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but so we're so that's an example of putting money in. There's no deduction on the federal level now, although uh, some states do give you a deduction, and then the money grows tax free as long as it's used for child's education. Why is that? Because the the federal government wants us to take more responsibility in paying for our children's college. That's why five the five twenty nine is a section of the tax code. That's why it's called the five twenty nine plan. Um, there's, and, and now even with 529 plans, you can take distributions from them uh, to play, pay for private, private high school and, and elementary school and that sort of stuff where that wasn't around before. But if we look at the 30,000 foot view was, okay, social security is going to run out. So the government wants to incentivize us as taxpayers to put money into retirement. You know, the, the government wants us to send our children to college, be more educated. They want to create financial incentive by creating the 529 plans. So it all comes down to these, uh, these, these things that the government wants us to either encourage or discourage, like I said. So for, yeah, so for the gold strategy, gold strategy, tax-free income and growth, you know, using your Roth accounts in one way, shape, or form, <clears throat> excuse me. Using a health savings account is another great example. So just things that everyone can do, even if you're, you know, if you're an employee, the 529 plan. Um, those are really some basic tax strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, building a rental portfolio is a great, great one. A lot, uh, one that's been used over the last few years is a Section 121 exclusion, another section of the tax code that you can exclude up to $500,000 of, of capital gain if you have a qualifying primary residence. That's if you're married, filing joint. If you're single, that's up to $250,000. These things are out there that people need to be aware of. And we we always say, you know, don't, you're going to get sick of hearing this on the podcast. Don't let the tax tail wag the dog. (laughs) But those are great examples of tax-free income. So I'd encourage your listeners, take a look at what you're doing, figure out what your marginal tax rate is, and determine if you could benefit more from tax-free income or tax-deferred income. In what bucket should you put more of your resources and your decisions in? That's a great way to, to kind of wrap up this, this episode as well, too. And it's, it's funny how this topic came to be, right? It's something that we, I know we've talked a lot about and we've heard a lot about it, especially at the event that we just wrapped up actually yesterday, looking at the calendar over in Orlando. It was, a, it was an REI, so a real estate investor conference over there. It was Flip Hack Live. Excellent event. And it, it was interesting to see how some of those tax questions went from real estate specific down to really personal, you know, personal questions, individuals, family, entrepreneurship. So I know Teaching Taxful has those courses and mini lessons and community forms that are built for all this, you know, all these individuals, but but that's definitely not siloed, right? So it's something that, you know, may be specific for real estate investors or entrepreneurs or individuals. A lot of it really kind of crosses those boundaries, which is good. And that's in the community forum. So I mean this again is a great example of a question that came up the other day. Somebody had asked. So we figured we'd do a podcast on it. So I I appreciate the the insight as always. And I hope hopefully everybody else does as well. Takes a little nugget from it. My pleasure and and we are so excited about deep deep diving into a lot of these strategies that we discussed so yeah that's that's great episode one a great way to just change that mentality what we're asking for from the listeners 
is an open mind and a little bit of time. And I think you're going to get a lot of benefit from what we're, we're providing. Absolutely. And looking at our, our calendar or agenda in front of us here for these other episodes, it's, you know, not to sound like a total sales pitch. However, there is some great stuff on here. It's, and it's the little topics that add up. It's the sum of many will literally change people's lives. So as, as we've always mentioned too, you know, teaching tax flow specifically is not meant to make you more money. It's meant to save the money or save you money that you've already worked so hard for. So we look forward to, to the platform itself and growing it and keep adding content to it. Um, and if anybody has any specific questions or or anything that you know they may want to hear us talk a little bit more about, um, feel free to shoot it over to us. We love the ideas, we love the conversations, and we love, we love really talking to anybody about these specifics. Right, Chris? Absolutely. Check us out on social media. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will keep bringing that content to you. Excellent. Thank you as always, Chris, and we will see everybody here very soon. 